to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one. Pull up a chair and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Sergeant Benavides' gallant choice to join voluntarily his comrades who were in critical straits, to expose himself constantly to withering enemy fire, and his refusal to be stopped despite numerous severe wounds saved the lives of at least eight men. His fearless personal leadership, tenacious devotion to duty, and extremely valorous actions in the face of overwhelming odds were in keeping with the finest traditions of the military service and reflect the utmost credit on him and the United States Army. Sergeant Benedictus, a nation grateful to you and to all your comrades living and dead, awards you its highest symbol of gratitude for service above and beyond the call of duty, the Congressional Medal of Honor. The question is, would you do it all over again? The most famous question of all. Would I do it all over again? I'll answer you in this minute. There'll never be enough paper to print the money, nor enough gold in Fort Knox for me to have to keep me from doing what I did. I'm proud to be an American, and even prouder to have earned the privilege to wear the famous green ring. Thank you very much. I live, I live by the motto of duty, honor, and country. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Beer Conspiracy Show. We're your host. I'm Aaron. I'm Sean. Sorry for missing last week. You guys know it's the holidays. It's the holidays. After. Yeah, so we might have well, to we take, gotta take a, a little break, too. Take a little break off. Uh, Dirty had to go out of town this week, so we'll go ahead and just get into the episode. A little late, but Sean wanted to do a Veterans Day episode. It was slightly late. I got inspiration from it yeah he was so <laughs> moved by veterans kind of well yeah a little bit that he wanted to do an episode so we're gonna do a couple of medal of honor winners uh let's go ahead and just get into it we never talk about awesome dudes like veterans like we talk about serial killers with no balls it just like gets all the plays i'm like we know we never talk about the veterans even though they got the best stories especially medal of honor winners what was the last movie that they made. Metal Act of Valor. Oh, yeah. We saw it in theaters. With the seals. Yeah, Mark, Marky Mark. Hell no. That's... Oh, uh, is that the one with the... The real Navy seals. Yeah, the, the real Navy seals. Lone Survivor. That's what you're talking oh, about. Oh, that was a great movie. Well, <laughs> shout out to all, uh, all our veterans out there. Sean's one. Yay, his wife. Our dad. Her parents. Our dad. Our uncle. A bunch of shitload of cousins and stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah. So... Not only is this guy a hero, but he's a humble, badass, second to none, a true professional Texan. Uh, we're going to talk about one of the most badass dudes in recent history, Roy Benavitez. I bet I'll like mispronounce it five times tonight. 
Benavidez. Benavidez. What did I say? Benavidez. Benavidez. Oh, embarrassing. <laughs> we were watching Goodfellas before this. So hey, I want, yeah. Maybe you went a little Italian. Yeah, I went a little Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> funny how? <laughs> you know, you're just funny. <laughs> no, I don't know. You said it. How am I funny? Why don't we just, uh, instead of doing well, this, yeah. we just go like reenact, reenact the whole Goodfellas. Movie. <laughs> That'd be fun. That we'll for sure we'd do that one day. Uh, we'd have to be like really, nah, being really drunk, we'd do terrible. Yeah. i just yell it back and forth at each other. Karen! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it would go. Okay. Benavidez was born in Lindanu, Texas, August 5th, 1935. Son of Salvador Benavidez and Teresa Perez. Holy shit, I that's know, like right? mom's name. I wanted to message mom. I was like, man, where were you on August 5th, whatever, 35? She's an Indian, though. So yeah. that's not yeah. mom. Shit, mom's an African Indian. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, Roy's dad died from tuberculosis when he was two, and his mother remarried. Roy's mom died when he was seven from tuberculosis. I guess they didn't have it, the medication back then. Nope. Fuck me. Well... So I was like, probably uh, they're probably just poor farmers and couldn't afford it. Fun nerd fact. Um, so I do chest x-rays for tuberculosis all the time. And then one prisoner, really? he's like, why the fuck do I need a, a chest x-ray for this? So he's like, the doctor ordered it. But then I like did it and left. And I was like, why do I do a chest x-ray for tuberculosis? It's because it's a bacteria. And when I knew that, I was like, now I know why they do chest x-rays. Because it's going to. You can see a bacteria. Yeah, it's going to harden the skin. Like, it's going to be some sort of scarring tissue that's different. And, like, so that's why we do chest x-rays. That's why they can't breathe. And they go to the low-moisture places like Texas. Huh. He was a descendant of the founders of Benavides, Texas. Yes. Cool. Is that a is that a significant city town? I don't know. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I do know that. I did know that. I just, like... You know, I guess not a lot of people have that going for them, so it would have been um, a fun fact. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're glad you're good backup. Yep. <laughs> so, mom died seven, uh, and he, Benavidez, and his brother moved in with his aunt and uncle, along with eight of his cousins. Benavidez came from a sharecropper family. That's when a landlord rents his land, and the farmers pay for their rent from, uh, with profits from the crops. Sharecropping. Yeah. Did I say that? That's mm. what I said. Oh, okay. But uh, I kind of had to look it up just to be sure. And it sounds just like how they did in Europe. In, uh, Indentured servants. Yeah. Well, uh, in the castle days, like you have a farm and stuff, and that's how you paid your house rent. Yeah, the Lord owns the land. You live the land. You work the land. Yeah, I just thought the similarities were slightly funny. It's like, oh, they still do it. Yeah, everybody's been fucked over forever. <laughs> he shined shoes at the local bus station, worked on farms in California, in Washington, and worked in a tire shop in El Campo. Y'all know where El Campo is. What's up? Uh, Benavidez dropped out of high school when he was 15 years old to support his family. Benavidez joined the Armony. Good Lord, cut that out, please. Armony of one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Army National Guard at the age of 17. This was during the Korean War. Two years later, he joined the active duty infantry and... Completed his tours in South Korea and Germany before he became an MP, which is military police. Uh, that was at 24 years of age. After graduating and becoming a military policeman, he joined the 82nd Airborne Paratroopers. Cool. Which my father-in-law is a 
uh, was, and they uh, they take good pride in being a part of that. Because they're the from oh, wait, uh, never mind. Sta- Band of Brothers. No, that's the hundred first. Oh shit! Like, but I did mm. watch that for the hundredth billionth time. This Band of Brothers. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good awesome. Thanksgiving Christmas Is watch. It? Yeah. Oh man. Because it's a shitload of episodes. They're all good. You can just sit down with the family and watch them all, and everybody likes them. Even people that are like, oh, man, I don't want to watch a war movie. Maybe like, like women. Did he ever jump out of a plane? I mean, like, plane? no, your father-in-law? Yeah. Like, not for uh, training purposes? Paratrooper. Yeah, but not for training purposes? Oh, for real like life? In that, yeah, to go somewhere or do something? I don't think so. Because the VFW, if you were a part of... The military in these years that you're not allowed in. Why? And that's, I think they weren't at war at the time when my father-in-law was in. That's you what he can said. O- you can only go in there during wartime? That's an all the time thing. Maybe uh, they just didn't like it I, That's what he said. And I never called him out on it or looked it up. But I was he in 76? The, v- the VFW? Yeah. It's just like Veterans for foreign war? Yeah, but I thought. Oh, well. Like whatever. everybody just know. go in there? And- yeah. Like you can go rent a VFW hall and get a discount. I don't think you get it for free, but you'll get a discount. Hmm. That's whatever. Hmm. Uh, that's what he said. Uh, right. It's probably bullshit. It's like, why would they not do that? I mean, that sounds really weird, so it's probably true. I don't know. I, uh, I'm i not a very curious man, is which uh, people find weird. But I'm like, yeah. Like, did you know air exists? I'm like, oh, cool. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> He joined the 82nd Airborne Paratroopers. He says he could get more pay to jump out of an airplane. So I watched his his speech after he won the medal. President Ronald Reagan gave it to him. You know, I don't really know all of his po- policies because I'm a little older than... Not that old. Younger. Yeah. Uh, seems like a cool president. Mm, Well-spoken. Seems very, like a manly one. He was a puppet. Mm. He's an actor they put... The Republicans put in office. Hmm. I mean, uh, cool guy though. Yeah, good good Republican. Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's memorable. And yeah, Benavides. He was saying like what he likes about the military and his life and like his mission. And I was like, man, uh, he seems to like it all. He does like it. Uh, he's actually he's pretty funny and he's like a nice guy. I was like, man, this guy basically a Spartan, Mexican Spartan. Well, I mean, he went in there <laughs> straight from working cotton to the army yep. and loving it and was in there forever and ever. So, that I mean, he's, a, he's one of those career military guys. Good for you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's some, I mean, people, some people just like it. Some people, I mean, that's a good thing. Some people thrive in the military. Cause some jobs are if not. Well, in the Navy, some jobs are better than others. And, uh, yeah. That would suck if your job is to jump out of fucking helicopters you had a volunteer and volunteer for that. No, he what? was in the airborne, remember? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So that's his job. I know. That'd be tough. Another tough job, I think, in the military in general, uh, is a like a, a medic who has to start an IV on a helicopter. Fuck me. <laughs> Guys, this that, is not gonna happen with me. Maybe land it, land it for a minute. Give me a minute. Job. Yeah, but the only good part about that is I think it might be part of the, like the Geneva Conventions where you can't shoot a medic or you're not supposed to shoot, shoot a, a medic. medic. So that's cool. So that part's cool, but then you're still seeing everybody die. And then, like you said, if I got to start an IV on a helicopter and I fuck it up, I'm like, God damn it, this job sucks. I quit. Yep. I put my two weeks notice in. 
then he deployed in Vietnam to be an advisor. Uh, during one of their patrols, Benavides stepped onto a landmine and woke up in the Philippines Islands at Clark Air Force Base. Uh, so from this landmine, he's paralyzed from the waist down. And, and this is in 1965. He was flown to Fort Sam Houston in Texas and was told that damage to his spine was too severe and he would never walk again. And it's 100% safe to believe that he'll be discharged from the military because he's can't only, walk. Yeah, you, sorry. <laughs> just, yep. I'm glad you put this in. I was hoping you because this is one of the best parts. I think it's the second the best part. I don't know, man. The triumph. Yeah. Like but Forrest, I Forrest mean, style. he would. They need go, a Mexican I don't want to ruin it. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, told he'll never walk again. He's going to be medically discharged for sure. <laughs> yep. That's all I needed. So, like, how do you even do let me, all the let badass me, let me, shit? Let me get a little further, I guess. And, and you're not even supposed to be walking. That is badass. I don't know. Uh, I've read that if you break bones, your muscles will form around it. But you're going to be crippled like that. And it's probably still going to hurt. <laughs> well, I figured you'd be, even if you could walk, you're using the cane. Yeah. Or something that he's help not. You walk. He's uh, back up, normal walking. Oh, we haven't got to that part, yeah, no, asshole. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Benavidez says during one of his the speeches on TV, it's getting pretty crazy on the uh, the TV in the 70s. He saw protesters burning the American flag on TV and hearing that the public was saying about the soldiers. He would be at the hospital and people were being sent back from the war, you know, on the front line and coming back to the infirmary. They're just like missing limbs and in terrible conditions, like the worst. And so he was definitely going back to Vietnam. He's like, ain't no way. Does that mean he's trying to prove like, yo, we're awesome. Or like, you're not going to talk that way to my boys. I'm going back. Oh, that's what I was, like, that's what I was going to ask. Like as far as he, uh, he going met- back because they need him or going back because he wants to Ick. or both. I asked, I'm still asking my, but I think the answer is. During his, you know, his acceptance speech, every time he's in a fight and every time they get rescued, he's, he's never alone. He's like, and my boy and my buddy. He's like, not, he doesn't say Corporal Smith. He's like, yo, my, right. yeah, my buddy my Smith. Boy, my boy Smith. Like you I mean, and, he didn't say it like that. Your, but like you and your friends always say. Yeah, but he's an old man. So he's like. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, he's already been through the Vietnam War and he was training Korean right? War, war. Oh, yeah I'm sorry Korean War and he was already doing training so he's a very salty exper- is what the yeah. Navy would say yeah my uh, drill sergeant or whatever we call him uh, he would you know when we first got there he's like my sea bag has more salt on y'all I was like what is I was like oh because <laughs> in the Navy you're salt yeah. in yep. in the ocean yep because the ocean's salty yep that's the story <laughs> what was I saying though uh, we're just getting into Vietnam, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he didn't like that. He's going back oh, for yeah. some reason. He's going back for his boys, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Every night, Benavidez would crawl to a wall using his elbows and his chin. His back would be killing him, but he persevered. He would stand up against the wall and move his feet back and forth. He would remember his uh, master drill sergeant during his jump school saying, he needs some a flashback inspiration because it really hurt and he was crying. I don't think that's a good time to direct it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so his uh, drill sergeant would say, uh, Benavidez, quinners never win and winners never quit. What are you? And he's like, and the way he says it, he's like, well, I'm a winner. And then uh, Benavidez would get caught by the nurses some nights and they would put him to bed and give him a sleeping pill. 
Nine months pass, and the doctors come in with their medical discharge papers. Benavidez says to him, look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> look what I can do. I knew you would laugh at that. There was, <laughs> I, I, love that. <laughs> I knew you would say that. I was like, what else? I was like, fuck it. Whatever. Aaron, Aaron will chuckle. Yeah. And the doctor stops him and says, even if you could stand up, you're not able to walk. He stands up, back hurting, and he's crying. And the doctor says, if you go walk out of this room, I'll tear up these discharge papers. He walks out of the room, and next thing you know, he's then sent to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, for his physical rehab. What was that? Nothing? Nope. <laughs> it's like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in that dive, sea diving movie. What do you mean? Oh, he, yeah. I do guess. That movie's amazing. Walk. Oh, he lost his legs. Yeah. Chopped them off. Uh, so he goes. He gets sent to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, for his physical rehab. He's running 5 to 10 miles a day, which I was like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. 50 to 100 push-ups. That's a not lot. a lot. That's not that's not a lot. A, hundred, a day? If you run 10 miles, yes. I could do 100 push-ups, but like 10 miles, that's crazy. Especially you, with a broken, you're just coming off broken a broken back. back. Say you're healthy. What do you think it's harder to do 10 miles straight, no stopping, or 100 push-ups straight, no stopping? Push-ups. Think that'd be harder? Yeah. Because I, I can, I can run real slow, like trotting. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's still basically you're getting there to your ten. But you if know, you're stopping on push-ups, even then you're up and holding yourself almost in like a plank position, so you're hurting your arms and your abs. That's hard. Yeah, I was, uh, I was. Well, There's really no opinion. rest of enduring a push-up. Let's say for some reason you were like, I'm determined to do one of these two. Do you think? You would be in better shape, physically uh, to do looking good oh. with the hundred push up, or like looking good with like ten miles, probably ten. Ten miles. miles. Yeah, I think so too. Especially running in in North Carolina, they're pretty uh not as humid, but a little humid. They're pretty humid compared so good hot yeah. heat. I was in uh me and Marilyn brought it up one day. We're in uh the Navy and in A school. It's like the hottest that they get, and like everybody's like. They're just like, yo, bro, this kind of sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, and about school. But yeah, this sucks. It's so hot. I was like, it's actually not bad compared pretty, to Louisiana. Pretty nice here. Compared to Louisiana, it's pretty livable. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in rehab. He was determined to get back to Vietnam. His orders were to go to Central America as an advisor, he says. But being a non-commissioned officer and knowing some of the good officers in the right places, my orders were diverted in 1968. Okay, I was trying to look this up because, again, I was watching uh, Band of Brothers and they talk about, like, OCS school, but then you also have the non the NCOs who are not going to school to get their rank. They're actually are promoted to their rank of officers, right? Say that again, please. The OCS officers go to school to be an officer, but the... Oh, I thought you were... Oh, no, no, and I'm, the N- NCOs... Gain their rank from like gold stars and cool points. Like they have to work to be officers, right? And the that no? doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay, I know Navy officers. They they are not enlisted. They're they have like a contract, and that's how they do it. I th- okay, I thought NCOs were enlisted men. What does it say for non commissioned officers? Oh yeah, they were. They're the guys that would just join up and then make their way to an officer. While OCS are like guys from ROTC and then go to training schools, OCS, to be officers? I don't know, bro. Oh, okay. I thought Sorry. You I wish I, I wish I I'd think, 
that might be how like it is. uh he's his rank i forgot to look it up he's like i was like i actually don't know what master sergeant is is that like a e look it up i can't it... do that he's huh? in the army yeah he's army and i was like what rank is that and i was like uh i gotta look it up and i just uh didn't want to i watched an anime instead <laughs> does it say e something and a number yeah so he was what master sergeant in the army Master Sergeant. Sergeant. Oh, E8. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah? Not, well, it's like middle. E8. Damn, it's pretty good. <laughs> Hold on, guys. It's uh, my my uh My brain's a little slow right now. Of the E's, it only goes to nine, so. Oh, okay. So Senior Chief is our Senior Chief. Well, let me make sure. But they have multiples, like Howdy, officer. First Sergeant, Sergeant Major. No, First Master Sergeant and Master class. Sergeant are E8. Yo, he was way up there. Halfway? Like to the top? Oh, okay. Well, of non-commissioned officers, yeah. Yeah. That's... Because, that's, like, it only goes to nine. You know, so I, bet if you, I bet if you get the Medal of Honor, you are put at... I mean, you know, probably put at the top, wouldn't you think? Well, see, I asked Dad if they get money for that. They Being do get like $1,200. No, Medal of Honor winners. Oh. I think they get, like, $1,200 tax-free money or... Off their taxes or something like that. Every year forever? Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. <laughs> you know, none of them were like, I put my life on the line. And I'm like, $1,200 a year? <laughs> what about $10,000 a year? What about the guys that die doing it? At least the that good wife. that their family gets that. Eh, whatever. You, they, people forget about them yeah. eventually. Yeah. Okay. It's real now. That's, Jamie, that's, my, right. Jamie, that's my Jamie Foxx. <laughs> so we're going to Vietnam. We're in Vietnam. Sweet. Yeah, you, that's where you cue in the music. And, uh, uh, that's, that's amazing, but no, different, different oh, song, okay. different one. Vietnam. Oh, God. Benavidez and his buddy were given the assignment to go behind enemy lines and get information. They're special forces, which you know what that means. Well, they're Green Berets. Yep. So you know what that means a little bit that they're the best elite. of the best. Yeah, so they're like the seals of the army. I think right? so. I just know seals are better. That's all I know yeah. for sure. Seals are the seals of the seals. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't really pay attention to Green Berets or the army of just the best of the best. Yeah, no, but Navy, then the Navy is best of the best of the best. That's like best of the best. Well, part don't three. Navy seals have more more than just the Navy though, right? Don't they have Marine? No. Okay, never mind. Well, they got Marines. They're yeah. a department of the Navy. Marines yeah, so have... a Marine could be a Navy SEAL. I don't know. I just know I get I got paid more I than them. So. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Did you ever hear that story of that Navy SEAL that moved into a neighborhood, like a black neighborhood, and then the black guys started fucking with him, so he called in his Navy SEAL buddies, and they had a big time shoot they had... Oh, no. Yeah, what? We'll do that story one day. It's fucking awesome. When was that? I don't I think it was in like the 90s, maybe. Like he was in a bad neighborhood, a black neighborhood, and they were starting shit with him all the time. Why would you live there if you knew it was bad? That's all he could afford. Damn, fuck. So like, I think he had a party one night with all his Navy SEAL buddies. And then like a gang of black dudes came over and they just, he had enough. Finally, he called his boys. They had all their guns and they were ready to go. And they just, they have a big shootout, like straight up. And it was quick. It was pretty quick. I mean, I think there was like a siege after they killed all the black guys, and then the cops had to get the Navy SEALs. A siege? Yeah. They yeah. went into the war into the neighborhood, or the 
No, I think white he the, like white and the black side or black and white. The seals, I think, killed all or most of the black guys, and then they're holed up in his house, and then the cops got to go into mm-hmm. his house because I mean, can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. And they're like, oh, no, nah, we didn't really like them anyway. <laughs> I mean, they are doing their job though, right? <laughs> Fine enemy lines. Two days on the ground, and his friend was shot through the eye. Oh, we're getting up there. Started. We went. We went straight to one hundred. <laughs> Shot through the eye, his back, and his legs. Their mission was complete because uh, they got their information. He was shot in the eye? His buddy. His buddy oh, was shot okay. through the eye. My bad. I, I, okay. I did mess up, yeah. Their mission was complete, but he didn't want to leave his buddy behind, and he called for an extraction. A helicopter came by and dropped two. He calls them Maguire rigs. I hope I said it right. It's kind of like what Batman used on Dark Knight where they just dropped a hook. Like a rope with oh, a hook like and an it's supposed to catch him. Hook? Yes. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. That well, started here in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. It sounds mm. shitty. So it's it doesn't new. stop. It doesn't stop, right? It just, they swoop and get it, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. better than nothing, dude. I, I know, I know. It's better. They had to stop because all them fucking Viet Cong were killing their goddamn helicopters, shooting them up. For real, I was thinking, it's like, that sucks. Yeah. You got to hook it up. Yep. Better than nothing. <laughs> so they hooked themselves up. They're they're injured and they go up. They take off with the enemy firing firing at them. Him um, and his buddy. Yeah, they're okay. both. They got two hooks. Okay, which it, he made it sound like they usually do one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he works in like black ops. That's why there's only two of them instead of like an army. Yeah. Did I not? Green Berets. I said that. Yeah, yeah. we I, we said what they yep. were. Yeah. Oh, so it's just him and his buddy. Just him and his buddy on. Okay, a mission. on a mission. They got some info. Oh, time to bail out. Okay. But his buddy shot up in the eye and the yes. back and the leg? Yes. The rope started to tangle that carried them, and it started to burn. I don't know. That's what he said. Apparently, a uh, commissioned officer that was uh, flying in the helicopter, who was a safety, is what they call it, in the choppa, which I, I nicknamed, mm-hmm. tied himself to a rope and lowered himself out of the helicopter, and he undid the tangle. Benavidez has a lot of respect for that man and his fellow soldiers giving that as an example of dedication and love for your fellow man and country. The enemy still firing at them, but nobody's hit. They land back at the base, and Benavidez stays with his friend until his friend passes away. Aww. He died. This must be uh, shortly after after that. Some t- I don't know the length of time, but it sounds like pretty soon after that. Not the same day, but maybe the next one. Uh, Benavidez, he, he's off duty, and he's at church. And after church... Uh, he hears on the radio, uh, nearby radio, for 10 minutes, and he hears stuff that sounds like popcorn, he says, and somebody saying, get us out of here quick, ASAP. So I don't know what he's thinking now. He's like, I got to go over there. I, went, I was like, oh, shit. Someone better go over there and help that. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably like a guilt thing. Like my brother, my uh, friend got shot up. Maybe he's just thinking, oh, my other fellow brothers are getting shot up so i should go help you them. know that's how he f- that's how he feels but i was like i wonder what the na- fellow navy people call each other shipmates another one but when somebody calls you shipmate like you're walking you walk in you turn kind of you're walking you turn around the corner he's like hey shipmate motherfucker what it's like you dropped something i was like thank you or like they got a- they definitely got a problem my jaw beautiful and then y'all start making out and banging. That's weird. Just There's a FOD walk down. This is the last time they did the Hey Shipmate. FOD foreign object, f- oh. foreign object debris 
where the planes take off, you can't have debris. I guess it, some stuff gets sucked into an yeah, engine and stuff. Everything. And they found they found everything. Like they're like, this is what we found: nails, blah blah blah, wood. So oh, do they catch all that shit and bring it to you? On like, you guys need to clean better. Well, so you're crossing. You're just because it's a really long. It's like a floating base. You just walk in across, and they they blow this horn. Like fuck. Now you gotta. If you're on there, you definitely gotta clean up. But I was like, ooh, <laughs> yep. And then so, hey, shipmate. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> bad. Bad. Yeah, he sees a helicopter coming in from the place, and he and another soldier run to the helicopter where they see a door gunner slumped over that the big old machine gun you know on the movies, like big fifty cows. Oh man, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's cool. I'd probably like cool the first or second time. And then after that, you're just like, fuck, man, I'm just mowing people My shoulder down. hurts. <laughs> Chopping people in half. Why is one shoulder like way buffer than the other yeah. one? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so Benavidez, he unstraps the gunner uh, when the helicopter landed. And it's Michael Craig. He's 19 years old. They just celebrated his birthday. His last words were, my God, my mother and father. Benavidez asked... <laughs> Shut up. I know. I'm just going to go forward. Ask the pilot who was the people on the ground. And they mentioned uh, that guy who jumped out of the helicopter strapped and untangled them. Oh, really? Yeah. So next thing, I can't even imagine what he's feeling, but I'm just going to say his actions. He grabs medical supplies, his rifle. He goes to the helicopter. He's like, take me there. Don't think he forgot. I don't think he grabbed his rifle. I think he was so excited he forgot it. I read, yeah, I read some sources and like one out of the three said they got his rifle. Okay. In medicine. Uh, I don't know. I could be Because remember he jumps in and he doesn't have a gun. I didn't know that. I thought he, oh. I thought I read something that he said he did. Okay. Well, if that's what he says, then that's more it was, believable. It was kind of a weird podcast. Like there's this nerd and like this girl who doesn't know about war at all. It's probably not a great source. Anyway, oh, so okay. they take off. So he's going to help the guy that saved him. And there's 12, there's 12 Green Berets, yes, and there's a oh, squad of them. I didn't okay. get to that part. Okay. There's a 12, oh, maybe I did, 12-man Green Berets. They were patrolling with uh, nine Montagnard tribesmen, so there's a squad oh, of them. Oh, cool. That's where the firing's coming from, so he gets there, and he sees the situation, and he knows that if he lands there where the that squad is, that they're going to get tore up. Like, there's no way they could park there. So. Yeah, they couldn't land. They were yeah. being shot in the air and stuff. Yeah, most of the people down there are wounded or dead. Yep. And then, uh, so he tells the pilot to put the helicopter down at the LZ. You know, that means... L- z- Landing zone. Yeah. And that is 75 meters away. I didn't look that up in American, but I know it's probably at least a hundred, more a than 100 lot. yards. It's one football field. Yeah, I thought it might be a little bit more than a foot. 33 meters? Is that a football know. field? <laughs> you said 100 yards. That's a football 30. field. Yep. Oh, so he's spreading. He's going through. He's force gumping it. But yeah, he's going forward. And he gets he gets shot uh, through. He gets shot quite a lot. But let me tell you specifically where. By the time he gets there, 
He's gotten shot three times. So, <laughs> okay. So that's a big that's a big difference. Yeah. So he gets there, he gets them their supplies, he um I guess bandages them up. I don't know what kind of shape they're in, but he helps them with the medical supplies. And at the same time, he's uh laying down he's gotta lay down a little fire, I'd imagine. And he drags each of them uh, one by one to a more defensible position. Benavidez eventually runs out of bullets from his rifle and has to use an AK-47 from the enemy soldiers that they drop. Come on, where's everybody going? Thought we're gonna hang out. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. He's uh, they're that kind of dude. They they operate behind enemy lines, so they know how to use their weapons. Yeah, the, my first use thought. what you got. Yep, my first thought was Master Chief. He's just like, I know how to use this alien gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plasma rifle. Yeah, yep. got it. Oh, how many bullets I got? Oh, 37. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought he was pulling him back to a better spot where mm-hmm. the helicopter could land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got to get in some form. I don't know where they're laid out. He's fending off enemy attacks as well as clearing a path to the landing zone where the helicopter will extract them. One brave pilot lands. And Benavidez makes six trips to the chopper and back again to carry his fellow soldiers and also get the, those classified documents, which what? was the purpose of the whole operation in the first place. What? Okay, I've never heard of this. So, this is the mission of the 12 guys? He, I, he actually said in a speech. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is he's trying to finish their mission? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeez. If I was him, I have a terror. I was a, not a great military guy. It's like, yeah, documents are the mission. I'm like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> they, I need to get my boys out of here. Yeah, like, oh, well, he's probably saving them. And like, hey, bro, can you go get those documents real quick? He's like, motherfucker. You were the fourth one to bring this up today. <laughs> God dang. Just so you shut Fine. up. Just on yeah. the ride there, you shut up. Just <laughs> So he puts him in the, the helicopter. As the last man is being loaded, a grenade goes off right by him and he injures his back. Again? Yes. While on his back on the ground, he takes an AK-47 bullet to the abdomen. So now he's up to 12 bullets for sure. We're up to 12 bullets now. He blacks out for only a moment when he comes to. The helicopter has exploded and is on fire. Another one. It's exploded, is on fire with the men still inside burning. The helicopter? And the guys inside. Oh, man. He gets them out and treats them and continues to hold off the enemy forces. And then takes another bullet to the thigh and starts bleeding Profusely. Oh, I was afraid of that word. I thought I'd mispronounce that for sure. You're bleeding. Ble- yes. Yep. He gets on the radio and starts calling in airstrikes to drop bombs close to this position. A second rescue helicopter lands and Benavides starts loading the man back into that helicopter. My arms will be tired from now. <laughs> He's got so much adrenaline going, though. Yep. Oh, never mind. You don't even feel it. The enemy sees this happening, and they're not going to let them get away. They all pour out of the jungle for one last attack. Armed with just a bayonet and a pistol, Benavidez fights them off close range. He's stabbed a few times with the bayonet and gets his jaw broken by the butt of a rifle. When all the men were loaded on the helicopter, Benavidez pulls himself in, and the riddled helicopter evacuates with Benavidez. His, uh, he's wounded 37 times with bullets, stabs, and shrapnel. I guess I heard he had a he had another jaw. friend out there that he was pulling to the helicopter and then he died and he was real shot a lot hmm? to keep the Viet Cong off. But then it was just like, I gotta leave you here. So he left one of his friends. I don't know about that. Yeah. 
I call you. Yeah. Well, not let you say it. I guess he's thinking Green Berets all know each other, brothers and stuff. So I thought it was like one of his friends that he knew. It was probably just one of them was. Yeah. But they are like yeah. his brothers. They, yeah. They save each other all the yeah. time. Say me, I gotta say my boy. No, I think yeah, about but I, it. I thought it was just like some guy actually knew. No, no, like yeah. like in the military, you know them, but you don't know know them. Know them. <laughs> you're on the same color. You gotta. You're on the same team. Man, he's pretty fucking stocky. I'd hate to fight him. Have you seen him when he's young? No, I have not. I've seen him when he get. He's, when not, he's got the uh, when he's a grown man. When you know, when he gets the medal, he's pretty big, stocky. Yeah, he's old though, but. When he's young, he's small. He's muscular for a Mexican. Nice. <laughs> he really is. I guess he did his push-ups. Like he's a small Mexican that does a million push-ups and runs. He looks like an army jacked guy. Up. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. He's, he's Mexican Rambo. It's those frijoles and tortillas that keep up his strength. Well, you shit a lot, so you're getting <laughs> everything out of you and you just keeping all the muscle. 37 times. Most, uh, I listened to his speech and it was amazing. After being awarded the Medal of Honor and presented by Ronald Reagan, uh, Benavidez looks friendly, funny, and well spoken. When Benavidez was loaded onto the helicopter, he had to hold his guts in from spilling out of himself. That's crazy. When the helicopter made it and they were unloading the bodies, it turns out Benavidez loaded three dead enemy soldiers into the helicopter <laughs> as well. He pulled more in extra. He pulled all his guys in a little bit extra. Jokingly, on his speech, he says, uh, he said, I uh, didn't want to leave anybody behind. Even was, enemy soldiers. Everybody laughed. <laughs> Got a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Being a darker skinned Mexican and not looking well kept, they uh, placed Benavidez on the ground next to the three dead enemy soldiers. One of the uh, Benavidez friends was yelling, that's Roy, that's Roy. And the doctor said that there was nothing he could do for him. They started putting the dead bodies and body bags, as well as Benavidez. Benavidez tried to open his eyes, but they were sealed tight with blood. He tried to tell them he was alive, but his jaw was broken. They started zipping him up, and Benavidez says in his speech, he made the luckiest shot he ever made in his life. And he spit in the doctor's face, and the doctor said, I think he's going to make it. <laughs> he couldn't do anything but spit in this guy's face. Yep. Doctor couldn't save him. Yep. Well, he tried everything he could do. He was holding his guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah i would think he was dead also you know it'll be, i didn't think about it that way at all i was like punk you gotta check his pulse <laughs> this guy's guts are spilling he's done <laughs> this guy's done yeah Ugh. and the doctor's like ew <laughs> <laughs> you see that guy <laughs> it'd be funny if he spit in his face and the dude got mad and just started beating the shit out of him oh that's punk <laughs> punk you're dead now bitch he was patched up and put in the helicopter alongside one of his buddies he was holding him and telling him he was going to make it when his buddy couldn't hang on anymore and passed away. Benavidez was crying and moving and he was praying, but the co-pilot turned around and saw him struggling and thought he was gasping for air. And he took out his bayonet and was about to give him an airway through his trachea, anaconda style. Jeez. Uh, somehow Benavidez stops him and he was like, Spit on his if face. he would have did it, I would have kicked him out of the helicopter. There's, You shouldn't go through more than that. Today, <laughs> he got transferred again to Japan to a badass, I'd imagine, hospital. You know, because the further you get from the front line, the better they are. Yep. As well as uh, two buddies. They uh, travel for surgeries, but it's, uh, his two buddies didn't make it. They died along the way. A nurse that was watching them 
she would tell Benavidez every time he would fall asleep, she would pinch him. When Benavidez, he finally makes it to the OR, he's like all bruised up. And then the doctor's like, what in the world happened to you? And he points to, to the nurse. He's like, she's pinching me. <laughs> the Viet Cong, they pinched me so much. <laughs> Benavidez almost didn't get the Medal of Honor because there was uh, no alive witnesses. And oh, then, so everybody died? So yep. he did all that for nothing? No, he got the classified material. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I guess. And then uh, they find they found somebody alive. I think it was like a radio man or something. And he's like the only witness. So he's like, and the, I don't know how often they award somebody this, but he was past the cutoff date, but they made the only exception and uh, to give him this medal of honor. Are you serious? There's a cutoff date? Damn. Uh, I'd be pissed if I like did all that. Uh, you're one day past the cutoff date. Can't get it. After that, uh, man, yeah, he got real far. He ranked up. Yeah, like, uh, he seems like a legit dude to follow. So, so was he still in Vietnam or what? No, because uh, cause he's all fucked up. <laughs> he was holding his gut. I actually yeah. don't. I Technically, I don't know if he went back. Uh, I know that he, after that, he would go to children's schools. and. Uh, well, no, it looks like he got the Medal of Honor after Vietnam. Oh, he so. put on weight and he's stocky. He got the, he got the Medal of Honor in the 80s. Vietnam's already done. So, uh, I don't know where he was at, if he was still in. Oh, in between? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely in command of, like, at least, like, a training base or something to get that level. He's That's definitely cool. in charge of some, a lot of people. I don't know. I think there's, I don't know what how much a platoon is. Was that a thousand? No idea. I have no idea. <laughs> so, as um as old man do, you pass, you pass away kind of peacefully. He got sick. He got, di- he died. got diabetes. Diabetes and respiratory respiratory failure yeah so old guy issues death but kind of naturally 63 that's pretty young though our parents look pretty not damn. for that time though oh well, so that's I don't know. It's 98 that's roy benavidez um man badass story they need to do it now as opposed to later they make a movie of this and you get michael pena to do it that'd be fucking awesome That'd be good right now. We, pat, we called it, patented it, we copyrighted. With the whole war, World War uh, World War Three starting again, they probably need some some pro America something get yeah to get up. the kids. They are down to get the kids uh, motivated. Yeah, but joining what do you call it? Just joining, joining the military. Yeah, recruiting. Yeah, recruiting. That'd be a good recruitment video. That's I'm I pretty don't know, sure, but I hear numbers are way down. I'm pretty sure that's why they put uh, Band of Brothers and the Pacific on Netflix. Put it for free. Yep. No commercials. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt patriotism. Is it no commercials? No. Well, it's, no. Yeah, it's oh, Netflix, you pay. So they you pay it. They put it on there, and they all the kids are watching like that's awesome, and then they're like, oh shit, there's a war going on. I want to <laughs> join up. Uh, no motivation anymore. Oh man, I hope something like that the Palestinians were trying like to Pearl put Harbor, a, like no, he's like, I don't want to go to war. And then like Pearl Harbor is like, going to fucking war. Fucking Irene. Oh, we going to the Middle East, 9-11. Oh, I hope nothing comes like that. That's why 9-11 was faked. Because they needed that's what I'm saying. false flag. That's what I'm saying. Yep. But yeah, that's cool. I got uh, onto this because we were just in San Antonio. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, they have a, at this restaurant I go to. 
Yeah. Mi tierra. Oh. They had a bunch of, like, the greatest Mexicans ever. They've got the best. Some of the, yeah, one of the best breakfast and also lunch dinners and also top two bakeries or one. Yeah. Might be the best bakery. But they got a bunch of paintings of all the best Mexicans on their walls. And our dad was like, oh, that's a Medal of Honor winner. I can't remember his name. And then I heard a podcast on him. I was like, oh, shit, that's the guy that dad was talking about. And I sent him a picture of the painting, and he was like, yeah, I was talking about him. And I told him the story, and he was like, yeah, that's him. Pretty good story. The dude's a fucking badass. It's an exciting story. When I was, uh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. And then when I'm typing, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, got you pumped up. Yeah, that's crazy. Bunch of patriotism, bunch of explosions. He could have never even done this if he wasn't, he was never supposed to walk again. Yeah. If he wasn't like working out at night trying to walk, he could have never could have never went back to yep. uh, like full duty in the Green Brace. Uh, he said a couple all these words dudes like, could have died. Determination can move mountains. He, he he had some more words, but like faith and determination can move mountains. But he's a firm believer in that. Yeah, maybe good. discipline. Good military guy. Yeah. Pretty all cool. right, guys. Pretty Hope fun. you enjoyed that story of one of the coolest Medal of Honor winners. Sorry, that's a little just it's a little bit late Veterans Day episode, but we shot we just wanted to put that out. So remember to like us and share us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you don't mind, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're liking the show. We might miss a couple episodes here and there for the next couple months just because it's the holidays and stuff. But we'll we'll put out what we can. So we'll see you next week. For another episode of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Are we gonna keep it sexy or <laughs> nah, no. we don't do oh, that okay. anymore? We don't have hips or nips. Oh man, that sucks.